21CL Radio. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday morning to you. You're listening to the Education Vanguard, and my name is Michael Bull, and we are on a mission here at the Vanguard. We're on a mission to bring to you educational leaders and to share what they're doing, to share their knowledge. Today, I've got Stacy Stevens from the International School of Bangkok. For most of us, and that includes students and teachers, school starts around, what, 8 o'clock and ends around, let's say, 3 o'clock. We go from class to class, and we sit, and we learn something, and then we repeat it. What if there was a better way? What if we had some ideas as to what a better way looked like but needed a program to help us figure all that out? How about maybe a prototype? At the International School of Beijing, they are doing just that. Their Futures Academy model is a self-described incubator for testing new ideas and ways of delivering curriculum. Taught to middle school students by teachers with an innovative attitude, the Futures Academy is helping push ISB in a new direction. Stacey Stevens, ISB's Director of Learning, shares why they started the Academy, how it looks in the classroom, and their plans for the future. Hint, she hopes they won't need it in the future. Let me read her bio. Stacy is currently the Director of Learning at the International School of Beijing. Previously, she was the Director of Curriculum at the American Embassy School in Delhi. She's an ADE and a Kotel graduate. Stacy is most interested in the intersection of educational technology and the development of a relevant modern curriculum. Enjoy the interview. Stacey Stevens, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Uh, not a problem. I'm really excited to be here. Well, we've known each other for a little while, but you're doing some cool stuff up there in Beijing uh, called specifically the Futures Academy. Why don't you tell us what the Futures Academy is all about and why you think it's so great, assuming you do think it's great? Uh, well, first, to be clear, I do think it's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's been a really uh, very interesting, exciting year. This is our first year in the Futures Academy. And um, so, and this is also my first year in Beijing. So for me, it's been a lot about getting to know the school, the program, you know, why we've made the decisions that we've made in terms of deciding to do the Futures Academy. And and that also has been very interesting. The school is very uh, focused on our strategic plan um, called Strategic Plan 4. Okay. And Strategic Plan 4 is, you know, really it's about, you know, a lot of what, you know, most of us would consider good for kids. It's about pedagogy. It's about best practice. It's about, you know, having real authentic experiences. And because, you know, we're in China, it's also about having, you know, lots of experiential learning for our students. And we want our curriculum to be deeply connected to China and really help to connect our students to our host country. And because of the strategic plan, which is, I believe we're on year four of the strategic plan, they really started to look at this idea of prototyping mm-hmm. and how do you prototype programs that are in line with strategic plan four, where we can take strategic plan four and we say, this is going to be the place where we realize this in a lot it, it, quickly, basically, because it's hard to move a school. Our school's 1700 plus students, over 150 teachers, you know, it, you have to move organizations incrementally, but you don't necessarily have to move small groups incrementally. So the Futures Academy is really envisioned as the acceleration of Strategic Plan 4. It's the place that we can go in and we can take what we said we want to do, what we want to live, and we can do it more quickly. Would you say then, I mean, did you come up 
So you had the strategic plan first and Futures Academy fit into that? Or did somebody say, hey, we should do a Futures Academy and then, hey, this will actually fit with our curriculum or a strategic plan? Futures Academy is um, a response to our strategic plans. We've had the strategic plan. And I think about two years ago, they, in terms of trying to see and play out what the strategic plan would look like, they decided to do the Futures Academy because it's a place that we can prototype and implement our strategic plan in its entirety in one place with a smaller group of teachers and a smaller group of students. We can be a little bit more nimble, a little bit more quick. We can see what works um, in terms of programs and scheduling. And then we can start to look at how do things move into the rest of the school. Okay, so let's say you're in the elevator, right, and Alan November is next to you, and he says, man, these schools stink. Does your school innovate at all? I mean, what sort of one-minute or 30-second elevator pitch would you give to describe uh, to him what Futures Academy is? Futures Academy is the accelerated implementation of our strategic plan so that we can ensure that students have integrated experiential learning deeply connected to China and that we value project-based learning, we value standards-based instruction and assessment, and it's the place that we can realize this more quickly and in innovative ways to see how we can transfer that into the rest of our programs. Okay, I got it. So is it, in a sense, like a pilot program or an incubator for new ideas, would you say? I'd say it's, an, I'd say it's a prototype. I mean, we, this, we are, this is the fun thing is it's really about sitting like, where do we want our school to be in mm-hmm. three or four years? Let's do it here now. So, you know, I just came from a school that did standards-based grading and reporting, and it was, you know, a three or four, it was a three-year process. It was a five or six-year journey. Mm-hmm. And we're just already doing it in Futures Academy now. So they just did it right away. Like that was part of the startup was to incorporate something like that. That's right. It's just part of the startup. We're just doing it. We're not doing it um, entirely yet in the whole middle school because that's a process. You've got to bring 70-plus teachers along. But when you sign up to do Futures Academy, you sign up to prototype and and do different things that we want to implement in the school. You sign up for that kind of prototyping experience. And so we can move a lot more quickly. Got it. So what grade levels does it incorporate? Right now it's grade seven. Next year it expands into grade eight. And we're um, in the process of looking at what grade nine and ten will look look like. And, okay, so suddenly things are serious. We've got college. We've got all that. Is it possible to do a Futures Academy in grade nine and ten? Do you think it's realistic? Oh, absolutely. I think it's realistic. I mean, I also think it's what are your parameters? Uh-huh. I mean, are, are people scared to death about this? No, I don't no, think so. Okay. I mean, because we're already doing it in the middle school. There's a lot of interest. I mean, from teachers in the high school, we're going to pull in community in our process. We're going to go through, a, actually, just in a couple of weeks here, we're going to go through a day-long design thinking retreat where we're using kids, parents, teachers, you know, interviewing, doing the empathy piece about what we want this program to look like because we're trying to mm-hmm. narrow down to possible models. And I think that there's lots of ways to, to put it together that isn't, isn't scary. I mean, I think in, you know, in the grand scheme of where you might, where you could go in these programs, 
you, you know, you have to look at your community. You have to look at where you are. You have to look at your school and your values and what you believe in. And I think one of our core values in this is that we can be innovative and we can deliver a standards-based curriculum. You know, we can really, like, work with kids to, like, master, like, what are the expected learning outcomes? We're not throwing out the curriculum. We're not saying it's not relevant or not important. We're just delivering it in a different way. Okay. So tell me about the teachers and what sort of teacher is interested in something like this that would want to join something like this? Well, one of the teachers that we brought in early on who came in a, in a year in advance of the program launching oh, okay. um, taught at High Tech High ah. in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so um, we brought in somebody with this experience to help build the program and I think help to shape the understanding and the mindsets of the teachers. And I think um, this year, the two new facilitators were new to the school and they came because they wanted to work in Futures Academy. Oh, nice. Okay. So it was a recruiting tool for a certain type of teacher. That's right. For the first year. This year, actually, all of the teachers came from in, within the middle school mm-hmm. because they want, it, they want to be a part of this. And they want, it, they want to be a part of this journey. They want to be a part of putting this program together. And so for next year, for eighth grade, we only hired one teacher from outside of the school. Okay. And the way I see it sort of rolling out in high school, you know, we have a lot of teachers interested in the development of the program. Now, whether they decide they want to be a part of it, that'll be entirely up to them. But I know some people are interested in looking at it and want to be in on the development of the idea for the high school because I think they are interested in teaching like it. I mean, I think for people like, you know, you and I and the kind of things we do, this is for a lot of teachers, this is like a total dream. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. <laughs> you know, you get to you get to integrate, you get to connect with other people, you get to plan meaningful projects, you get to look for experiential learning opportunities. You know, we developed a capstone project for our eighth grade, you know, so that we're like, we have a real clear, like, what's the end goal of eighth grade? So we developed a capstone project that the kids will engage in over the length of eighth grade year, you know, so that we can map backwards from that. And those are things when we actually developed these components, like we've brought teachers in who are teaching eighth grade, but aren't teaching in the Futures Academy. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of looking at what do we want for all of our students? Because Futures Academy is what we have right now, where we can take a capstone project and we can quickly prototype it in a year. And if we like it and it works, the rest of the school, we can look at it and we can decide if we want to take it for the rest of the school. That's kind of the idea is take it, prototype it, work it out, get it to a place where we're happy with it. And then let's look at it as a middle school and see what moves over and becomes part of our regular program. All right. So how many years ahead would you say it is compared to the rest of schools or maybe even specifically the rest of your school? Is it two or three years ahead of everything else or is it maybe not that far ahead? I think two to three years ahead. I think the, the interesting question will be, you know, this is what we're really trying to prototype is what we want our entire middle school to look like at mm-hmm. some point. So at, what are the pieces that come into that? I know next year we've, we're bringing in a scheduling consultant oh. um, to help us look at schedules and how do we arrange our time, you know, in the middle school and in the high school to do some of the work that we believe in and that we want to do and that we believe teachers want to do as well. That sounds pretty interesting. So 
in other words, you're willing just to throw out the whole idea of what a schedule, a traditional schedule looks like and just center it around what you want to accomplish. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I think that's definitely what we want to look at okay. is, you know, how can we arrange our schedule to do this sort of teaching and have the sort of student experiences that we would like our students to have? How, do, how can our schedule support that rather than be a limitation? Now, Generally, I find schools are just inherently conservative as far as change goes. And perhaps this is because we have students and we don't want to mess these kids up, right? Because it's hard to go back if you do. So what do you say to the parent that says, hey, I don't want my child to be part of a lab experiment here. I mean, what if you make a mistake? What if you ruin this poor child? Do you ever have that kind of resistance? No, because it's choice. Students aren't assigned into the Futures Academy. Students Mm -hmm. and parents, families choose to be in the Futures Academy, they can exit at the end of one year. I mean, they can, their natural entry and exit points. We have a few kids exiting from seventh grade. Some of them are leaving. Um, some of them are leaving mid year. Some of them, it just maybe it wasn't the right kind of program for them. So we have kids exiting. We have other new eighth graders coming in as well. So there's, there's a flexibility there in entering and exiting. So right now it's absolutely 100% um, parent and child choice. Okay. So let me ask you this then. So just when you look back at the Futures Academy, uh, has it pivoted or have you learned something that you didn't expect to learn as a result of creating it? Where you're like, wow, that is awesome. That really challenged my assumptions. In terms of what we did or in terms of some of the shifts that we've made? Either way. So just like a surprise that, that maybe came to you that you're like, something that you learned or some result that you saw because of the Futures Academy that maybe you didn't expect and was just maybe a wonderful, pleasant surprise, for example? I mean, I think, you know, the enthusiasm of the kids and the excitement of the kids and their engagement with what they're doing, Uh I think especially around sort of the passion projects that they're doing where they get to direct a lot more of their own learning and the things that they're exploring and the things that they're looking at. I think also really um, the idea of failure and seeing kids really embrace failure as a learning opportunity, you know, because some of the things that they're trying to figure out or solve the problem that they're trying to address, you know, there's not an easy answer. Mm -hmm. And so, and there's maybe not a right answer and there's maybe a lot of wrong things that you do in trying to get to an idea. And I think them sort of embracing failure as part of the learning experience I think has been really profound to see them do that. Um, I've been just so impressed about hearing kids sort of like metacognate on their own learning Mm -hmm. and reflecting on who they are as a learner when they've gone through some of the, you know, um, expositions of learning or even when they've sat down with their parents and walked through their learning portfolios. What goes along with all of this is we're prototyping a new assessment sort of program that is, you know, very student-driven, lots of artifacts, lots of reflection, and, you know, lots of self-assessment and peer assessment in that system. And hearing the kids really talking about their learning, and because that's been such a core piece of it, has been really profound to see how these kids see themselves and how they reflect on their own learning. All right, let me ask you the final question then. Uh let's say we're going to talk in five or 10 years from now, where do you think Futures Academy will be at that point or where do you hope it will be at that point? Uh, You know, hopefully we don't have it. 
Oh, that is just taken root throughout the curriculum. Right. That this is how we deliver school, Mm -hmm. you know, at the International School of Beijing. That, you know, hopefully in five to 10 years, with the work and the experiences that we're doing in Futures Academy, and as we start to look at student learning and student experiences, that we can see that we can deliver a high quality curriculum in a non traditional manner, that it can be how we look at doing school in grades at least seven through 10. Wow. And then maybe beyond as well. Yeah. And maybe beyond as well. So, but I think to me, and I think that that's really what our strategic plan is about. Our strategic plan isn't for some kids, it's for all kids. The Futures Academy is for all kids, some kids enroll. Mm-hmm. And so how do we move that from this being the experience by choice for some kids that we build that understanding, we build that buy-in in our community, and this becomes the experience for all kids? Got it. All right. Well, I've been talking with Stacy Stevens. She's the Director of Learning at the International School of Beijing. Stacy, thanks so much for your time today. No, thank you, Michael. It was great to chat. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com. <laughs>